Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, I'm Jay. Hi, Marie. And hi, listeners. Welcome to Dispatches from the Kardashian Simulacrum. Where we process our media theory takeaways and other hot takes from this week's Kardashian content. Yes, that's right. And I think we should start off with just some of the stuff happening outside of the Kardashian show simulacrum because things have been a buzz in. Right after we recorded the last episode, I'm pretty sure literally like the day of, maybe the day after, Kim announced that Skims is now the underwear partner of the NBA. And And like a very Daniel J. Borston approved pseudo event. Not that he would actually approve of it, but he would say, there it is. That's what I call a pseudo event <laughs> when she put some, made some press conference in front of Brooklyn Bridge Park with like the head honchos at the NBA. And it's like, why there? What is it exactly declaring? What is it? What is, what is the premise of this, annu- this announcement? Dude, you know? for sure. And they're like, they're like looking at the camera, but like shaking each other's hands. <laughs> And Kim's holding like a very round basketball that like is as round as her like plastic surgery facilitated curvature. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're all it's all just fucking weird. It's just like, okay, does that mean we we have some skims shoots with basketball players to look forward to? Well, there were some in that roundup. I mean, the Neymar thing was the big thing because it was on track with what we saw him in an episode of the show. But there were NBA players as well in that skims campaign. And what I found interesting, and I meant to make a TikTok video about this, but I'm just truly so five million steps behind on my content production. That's a that's a strategy that Kardashians often do, where they put attention on something that's kind of relevant to their actual plan. So we're looking at soccer, but then it turns out to be the NBA. What's true about both is we're thinking about sports all of a sudden, but she has us thinking about soccer balls, and then it's like JK, it's the NBA. You know what I mean? So there's still right. an element of surprise once we've already processed the first element of surprise with the first thing. And then the general thing is just like sports, menswear. Mm-hmm. But they know how to like create surprise within that shift, you know, like like little micro moments. Yes. We're in a sports era, and we're going to like just disorient you with like big sports announcements and content. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which speaking of which, I'm I'm myself having an MJ moment of wishing that I had coined something earlier on the pod because then mm-hmm. people started to talk about it. But it was not lost on me a few weeks ago when all this sports stuff started popping up with Kim that 
Kim Kardashian and Taylor Swift are doing actually pretty similar PR moves right now, but they just like look very different and very on brand for their respective brands. Mm -hmm. Taylor's doing like hometown girl goes to her boyfriend's football Mm -hmm. games and Kim's doing like, you know, soccer mom, soccer mom vibes, but also much more like polished, Mm -hmm. higher fashion, Super Bowl-esque big media sports whereas taylor's more like the america's sweetheart really hyper personal relatable white girl shit taylor's kind of doing the more micro oh you're gonna catch on to a little handshake you see her do Mm -hmm. and that's gonna be a tiktok thing for a while or oh you're gonna see her wear this at the football game and then we're gonna talk about that you know Mm -hmm. there's there's a lot to say about taylor Visa v Kim, but that's for another pod. That's for another pod, but I think you're also right in the sense that Kim has been kind of making like gestures, like it's all connected, interrelated, celebrity as a web kind of gestures towards Taylor in the past yeah. few months or year, which some people interpret as subtweets at Kanye, others interpret as, you know, Kim being just desperate for clout. But you know, she's danced to Taylor songs with North on TikToks. So I think there was anticipation about whether we would see Kardashians at the era's tour i don't know if we did i don't think so there's been i i I should really do like the proper deep dive and like give you guys better examples because i know there are a few but the point is post kanye there's been some taylor adjacency just in like the images that they put out anyway so yes there's a turn towards sports with both and that's interesting with that let's move on to the ep episode seven wow this episode they packed in a lot of storylines mm-hmm there was like stories after stories after stories in this one. It starts out with Chris going to a safely party. I have no idea what mm-hmm. that is, but it's some like women in business dinner. Well, safely is Chris's hand sanitizer brand. I'm pretty sure. Oh, right. I always forget that exists. Mm-hmm. I know. Has anyone seen that actually in stores anywhere? For all we know, like, we've, like, bought it without realizing it's Chris's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it seems like one of those, like, like I know I own, like, Method things by Target, or at least I did back when we lived in Minnesota. But, like, I think it's right. probably, like, that, like, a little ubiquitous. But, but no, the party was, it was interesting because the party they tried to, to like, situate as this dinner with, like, an inner circle. And Paris Hilton was there. But then it was, like, a bunch of, like, influencer types. And then, of course, Emma Greed, who's, like the brains and brilliance behind all these operations but all the people at the table specifically the non-emma greet like everyone else including paris what they, their gaze was entirely on the kardashians anytime they moved through the space like it was so clear that like it was a nervous dinner you know what oh, i mean yeah this yeah was, that wasn't a comfortable dinner which is kind of the theme of the episode oh my god yeah Everyone just like, <laughs> like, actually, we can really argue that like everyone was an NPC, but the Kardashians this episode. Yes, that's what this episode was. It was the ode to the NPCs, really. The NPCs like had their moment because like they made up the entire show. For sure. And we've really like had a chance at understanding like inner terror <laughs> of an NPC entering the simulacrum. <laughs> so true. And you know what? My hot take is I believe Paris is part of that. Oh, you think she's nervous? Yeah. I mean, she knows how to play it cool, though. I don't think she comes off cool at all. I think she's really stiff and weird. Okay, I don't know. I kind of have to disagree. Like, whether or not, like, I don't think she's totally in it. I think she is kind of like, oh, they, like, 
they want to tap me for something. And that's an interesting kind of like 180 from how it used to be. But I'm not sure. She's still like such a like rich girl in these circles. I read a certain amount of comfort. Oh, man, I don't for some reason. I I think that like she definitely belongs there more than the table full of influencers who like shat themselves when they got the invitation to this like safely dinner. But like, I don't even know if it has to do with the Kardashians specifically. I think it has something to do with like the cameras that weren't chosen by her or curated by her or are not paparazzi. The fact that the ownership of the cameras is in someone else's hands, period. Mm. There's like a camera shyness that I feel where she's like, like you you see her clasping her hands pretty tight in all the Mm. shots, you know? interesting yeah. yeah no i can i'll have to self to i won't go back i'm not gonna go back and watch but that's interesting um <laughs> i see it every time every time she's in but i definitely I saw it from the mom oh really see i saw more comfort from kathy that we we feel the energy from a lot of different people at mm-hmm. different points of the episode so you noted in our in this little safely subplot that it's ultimately like a recycled narrative of chris not being there enough for one of the kids Mm-hmm. And is this whole weird party just for the storyline of Chloe showing up and being like, I still support you, even though we're having troubles as momager and client? No, I think that there are scheduled events that are related to their enterprises and they use those as convenient backdrops to the relational storylines that they've written or planned. So it could have been a safely dinner, it could have been a birthday party that those things are i think slated for whatever dates they're necessary to happen on but it could Mm. be oh you know dream is having a birthday party and chris isn't going to come because she's mad at chloe for yelling at her but actually then she does make it you know it's right it's just they, they they have the settings they have to work with for like these relational moments and that does prove to us that the podcast fight was not real because it's this whole thing of getting to Chris needs to be everywhere. And so then they're selling a product, this like new hologram thing to recycle the old, because there was an episode of early keeping up with the Kardashians about Chris failing as a momager and not get, not distributing her attention equitably. So the idea, first of all, of Paris Hilton, the genius who recommends this hologram thing is a recycling of Paris Hilton as the genesis of the kind of fame that Kim has then excelled at. Mm-hmm. And so they're throwing Paris that and then Chris needing to be a better momager. That's just an old episode too. Right. That all leads to... Chris needs to be everywhere at once. So now they're going to sell us a hologram technology that allows her to prank Chloe. Chloe comes home and Chris is like in her living room in this big hologram. And it's kind of a funny scene because it feels like Chloe's genuinely confused chloe rolls up to her home and she sees that they expect her to shoot and then she kind of tries to like not do it and then they give her a mic and then she goes in the home and chris is there like in the hologram waiting for her and 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 you basically are witnessing someone be confronted with uncanny valley without like even planning on being confronted with a uncanny thing or like you know what i mean like she did she <laughs> no, went, for sure yeah, it's like she was that. very aware of that there was like okay there's some fucking like show hijinks about to happen right. i'm really not really in the mood for it and then you like yeah you do witness someone like enter that space and it's a very real vulnerable space to be like subjected to something such a spectacle when you weren't planning on it so it was it was that was entertaining i suppose and yeah i will say well i have a few things to ask 
is this Howie Mandel's company? Probably spokesperson. I mean, let's find out. That was also very watchable because I think Chris was loving the energy he brought to the table. Oh. I think she had a great time riffing. Dude, with- Howie Mandel was up for the fucking challenge. Yes. No, he talk about like a winning NPC. He like No, like- he won. He won and he is going like we might see him more often now. Right. Chris is like, I can work with this. Give me more storylines with this guy. <laughs> I like seeing the like smart older business people like in showbiz like interacting. Good old business being made. <laughs> Chris was like inspired and like he he was not afraid. It was it, there wasn't as much Kardashian manipulation to it. I mean, yes, there was storyline was built a manipulative storyline was built around this like marketing, but at the end of the day, it's like Howie Mandel giving us a tour through the product and like just very on the nose commercialism. Let's talk about how fucking weird the product was too, dude. Like this doesn't actually make any sense. It's not. No, it's not functional. It's not functional because it's like she still has to be in one place to do the weird thing. But what it well, the functionality of it really agree for the for the purposes of now I can be your manager. The gimmick of it is again very very like QVC. But actually, the real function of it is going to be so that celebrities like the Kardashians or anyone that's out. It's it's a it's like a brick and mortar type of like a cameo. So this way it can be a gimmick where a celebrity shares their time, goes to some studio for an hour and they, they're doing that at, so that there's like a hologram at like a conference. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's the functionality is going to be more about democratizing or well, selling their image in a way that's not like Chris can be a manager from home, you know? Right, right. It's ultimately like you could have this at some weird convention. <laughs> yeah. And you and I'll record, yeah, I'll record a few sound bites for an hour and, and then people can like play around with that at a weird party. Right. It'll be like a glorified cameo. But it's like a lot of space. Well, that's why the spectacle of it is also good for parties. You know, can't you imagine go- walking into some weird after party or something and it's like, oh, like, I don't know, the player that we went to see is here now too. Or, yeah, I don't know. No, for sure. For sure. And it's also, it's. I mean, that part is so Kardashian. They do love a hologram, just like right. the Robert Kardashian hologram that you always reference. Mm-hmm. Exactly. It's just very them. Nothing says I love you more than a hologram is a quote that I wrote down. <laughs> I'm glad you wrote that down because I like to call the Robert Sr. thing a Hallmark card. Okay, so that's pretty much that. Weird Kardashian technology shit. They love the metaverse. They love a virtual self. Mm-hmm. Then their next storyline they start is that Chris Appleton and Kim are – they're just doing glam. And then he Chris Appleton asks Kim to officiate him and his – fiance lucas says lucas the guy that is in the first season of white lotus mm-hmm. no i'm invested in that little storyline i like as soon as i found out that chris appleton and lucas gage were like engaged i was like oh they're gonna set him up for lucas for stardom because i think that kid has star power period and i was wondering like are the kardashians gonna uh, subsume him as well the role that they had him play is not exactly what i expected well first of all I saw them on the streets of New York one time. Really? Yes. I was getting Band-Aids. I was actually about to meet you for dinner <laughs> with our grandma, and <laughs> I saw them down the street. They're a hot couple. They totally I'm so, are. I'm here for it. What What were you surprised about Lucas's role? Because I saw Lucas as like such NPC vibes, like so excited about this whole thing, like so how it feels like to be on the outskirts of a famous person group and be like, <laughs> like... <laughs> 
just no, like he, he was in a tough position. He was in a tough spot. And I think he did it the best he could. I don't think there's any way of doing it perfectly with the scale of what he was working with. And it was like simultaneously NPC vibes watching someone from the outside come in who's in a different like sort of status in the entertainment world, but also the very relatable human experience of meeting your new person's world meeting their friends trying to make a good impression so it was like both at once and i really empathized like i found it very watchable and i think they knew it would be they included in the edits little things of like him kind of trying to jump in but not being heard or like at one point chris like they're standing together and they have to make a big deal of the shania twain thing which is obviously an incredible fun surprise but like I don't know, like there was so much pressure on their reaction to that moment. And then at one point, Chris like parts from Lucas to be- go off with Kim. Very watchable. The editors knew it. And they could have, there, there was a world where they could have situated like Lucas, like there could have been a little montage of like his new fiance is like this like great actor. Like he was in Euphoria. He was in White Lotus. They could have like attacked, they could have played up the the funnels of feeds that lucas himself has been on because he does have that potential but they kind of showed his like they they made him they positioned him as what he really probably is to the group but also like what we would all be you know what i mean he was Mm -hmm. that that avatar in a way for everyone watching they really are about maintaining that relation like Mm -hmm. relationality i don't know if that's even the right word but like they always are going to make sure that there's some like tether to the populace yes totally so lucas played that part and i mean there's so much to say about this whole storyline the thing is like yeah we're gonna go to vegas like there's like i mean i you know i love when the kardashians go to vegas the kardashians are vegas but it's like this was such an exploitative wedding like oh my god dude it was (laughs) like it's like it is crazy to watch and I, i mean there's no fucking way that this couple didn't have an This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Actual wedding. Right. I sure hope so. I sure hope so. It's actually genuinely uncomfortable how central Kim is to it. 
Yeah, I know. Like they're and they're like matching like for little jackets, which weirdly didn't look like they were like that nice of jackets. Strangely, they looked like they totally fashion costume. Nova jackets. Yeah, they yeah. looked like fashion Nova. Um and I mean I also felt as a gay person, I felt so endeared by the vulnerability and like essential like like innocence of gay love and that though you know like they're in their little matching outfits and like they just gotta like make a big deal of like what this incredibly powerful straight woman is willing to give them and it's not as though like white gay men don't have a lot of privilege and power like a lot like they're their own mafia to be honest but there's still a power imbalance no absolutely dude also like somebody's dad is definitely still grappling they had they like (laughs) they there was this one shot where they show the crowd and it's like somebody's dad i don't know if it's chris or lucas's and it's like oh he struggles he struggles with this (laughs) <laughs> and the mom's like crying and the dad's like doing the best face he possibly could muster oh my god i mean no. maybe maybe he's a really accepting dad let me not put that on this like extra mpc of the episode <laughs> but like but like i didn't get the sense that he was like totally chill with it well it's, but then the, or was it just the fact that there were cameras everywhere and it was kim kardashian it was not a it was not a i mean the whole thing was to show that kim is cool with gay people they show but they don't tell so she's not going to announce her stance of like I don't think she's ever done a love is love thing. Or maybe she has. Let's see. Let's search. Love is love. Kim Kardashian. Maybe. She got on. She got in on all those cycles. Wait. But you know what's actually kind of crazy? That in this same episode, they like, <laughs> there's just like a super homophobic scene of like forcing Kendall, who is so fucking obviously gay, to just be like, yeah, I'm just like waiting for my fairy tale. I'm kind of traditional that way. <laughs> no, they have her parrot, the like, but that's, but that also could be like winding up for like five years from now when they finally go for the gold, you know, like that could be in a back and Chris. That's why I'm saying it's homophobic because it's like, yes. let. Kendall come out like that is so sad but she might not want to do you think that like there's just it's again like scaffolding less than less less than like a PR move I actually at this point think it's more like yeah what they they seem to be doing with Chloe and Tristan of like building storylines to protect the privacy Mm. that's the sense I have I've I've accepted that with Kendall um to be honest but I was just like oh my god this is like hard to watch oh I know the cake for the fucking baby horse i see i actually think that's kind of cute it's like how you guys are with me and baby blue it's cute but it like makes me sad about kendall's life (laughs) no touche that's fair it's like your little hobbies that are on like such a high scale because you're so rich and you literally don't know any other reality and like you just are confused you're so confused because like you didn't ever get to live any sense of a normal life no, for sure. R.I.P. <laughs> for the, Ken- no. the life that Kendall and Kylie could have had. Kylie's chilling, though. Kendall, like, struggles. Yeah, for sure. Also, I love how uncomfortably close they made that little cocktail table to Shania Twain. <laughs> Wait, there's more I want to say about it, though. No, I know. I'm, like, just getting us back in there. Okay, like, okay, okay, okay. Before we even get to the actual happenings, mm-hmm. do you want to talk about how they set it up. They FaceTime Lucas and Lucas and Chris ask her together to officiate the wedding. And she is like, advice from a lawyer, get a yeah. prenup. We want a prenup. We want a prenup. She like even references a Kanye quote. Mm-hmm. You bolded that in her notes. So like, do you have anything to say? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, these are going to be the ways they conjure Kanye and align with the capital that he once represented to them. Um, and, 
kind of gratify people that want to make sure he's not totally forgotten without getting canceled, you know, and without probably literally provoking him to get involved. But sometimes I think that the ways they like talk about Kanye, though, are still subtweets, though. Do you think a prenup wasn't even really relevant in a relationship like theirs because yeah. everyone's just so rich? I think money was probably messier behind the scenes than it, they – but I think we would have known if there were really big ba- – for how intense Kanye is and how rich both of them are – it's incredible that it was such like a the the drama of the divorce was more about jealousy and and mm-hmm. emotional and sexual power it wasn't about money right which is like rare with people of that level so no she's there she's referential so i just think it's interesting they still reference kanye's art totally yeah, yeah for sure and it also serves to just remind us they've been really like reminding us in little ways that kim's still doing law stuff so i wonder if that'll be much more present in like the larger universe after the Mm -hmm. show airs or next season even. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's coming. Yeah. Okay. So now they're at the party. It was a lot less, even though like the Kravis wedding special, when they go to Vegas, they get drunk and get married in Vegas and then they do the real big wedding. That was still, that was obviously all so fake. Like, oh my God, we're crazy going to Vegas. That was like Travis and uh, yeah. Courtney just like entering a scene. All of that was like still a little bit more rock and roll and like a little bit more like truly Vegas than even this was. This all felt so like corporate. No, for sure. It was very planned. It was because Chris and Lucas had to be so passive to the image production of it. They were, they were like tokens for the larger story and they were kind of like happy to be there, happy to have the opportunity. And they kind of like, like there was personality and ownership of the image production with Courtney and Travis. Like they they were the stars. Lucas and Chris couldn't be that. That's why I'm like, oh, gay people. We're still taking scraps, you you know? No, for sure. That's why it was like, as like a straight onlooker, I'm kind of like, don't take that. That was all weird. All of that was weird. No, for sure. Did you notice like moment where they're walking into the chapel and like Lucas looks back at the rest of the crowd and is like, woo! Like telling, like indicating all of them to like get fucking pumped. You better make fucking noise right now. That's why I respected how he coped with his role, even though the editors did not like hold back from like He did him dirty. They did. But like he 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 was vocal when it kind of made sense to be vocal because like the situation like that could flatten you. And you know, but then he was earnest and there was one really cute moment when like he was first coming in and realized it was Shania where he looked to Chris. I mean, he was looking to Chris for cues the whole time. Cause at the end of the day, Chris is in her circle. Right. But then Chris, and then Chris had this role of like, which is true in reality in those dynamics where like, you're trying to make your partner comfortable as they get mediated into your group, you know, but also mm-hmm. in those situations though, when it's like people of status, it's like, you're trying to make the outsider, know the things they have to do to be safe in that environment because you're like you've got two loyalties like the inner circle that has status that you're in Mm -hmm. but then also the person you love who's not in it yet you really want it to work out because you want them to enjoy it too you know what i mean oh i know what you mean yes yes i know you know what i (laughs) but but i saw that so clearly and that was a, a break into this that was like a fourth wall break almost to see that happen you know what i mean dude they really you're so right that they always position someone Often, they often position someone, mm-hmm. at least one person, as the MPC because they need someone to to toe the line of both because they always are going to need, yeah, that like safety line out to the world because that's who's consuming them. Exactly. And 
finally, I guess what I was like, wow, like, is the fact that like, Shania serenades him with this song and it ends with Kim being like, I love this song and I hope this will be my song with someone one day. Dude, that was insane. <laughs> he hands her a mic. It's four people up there. I just want to say, da da da, she's talking to the three of them. And then she looks at the camera and everyone, like Chris, knows exactly what to do. And then Lucas and Shania are both so NPCs in that moment, like disarmed, like not knowing where to look. And then, like, finally looks at the camera, like, oh, okay. To me, all of this was about her singleness and mm-hmm. her relationship status and like feeding the speculation. Yeah, building anticipation for whenever the next see, relationship see that comes. Part, I can't be okay with it from like, yay, like gay people are being represented because <laughs> it was so just like objectifying it for Kim's storyline. Both, because like it was so uncomfortable to watch that. But I also wonder because Chris is so inner circle, if like there was planning together involved in this because now I'm sort of wondering low-key because like he made a joke like, well, yeah, the song can be on loan and he's close enough that he can kind of set little, little boundaries, you know? And I actually wonder if they're setting that up for it to be drama later. Oh my God. Yes. And also, you know, for a future episode of like, you know, that was Chris's wedding song. You know, I don't, I wouldn't put it past the Kardashians to always be setting up storylines that they might not even like use or circle back to things that could always be circled back to if they need it. Totally. Just like planting. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I kind of just realized that. Shania is such a good, like, she's such, I mean, she's Canadian, but she's like such an America, American sweetheart. She's such a cameo. Remember her? I don't know if you remember. Broad City. She, like, Bro- Broad City and um, I Heart Huckabees, which was, is like kind of like a. Nuh-uh. Yeah. There's like a whole Shania Twain thing. It's. Jude I forgot Laws. about that. Yeah. He's like really proud that like he managed to forge a partnership with Shania for like his like corporate Walmart type or target type store. And so he's always like his like whole thing was like telling the story about how he like convinced Shania Twain to eat tuna salad when she didn't like tuna salad. Oh my God. Remember? Yes. I remember that. No, she yes. is so, why is she such a cameo? Cause it's like an inside. I think there's like the twanginess of Shania Twain, but then like the like warmth of Shania Twain and like, it's like wholesome and like the music gets there's like a sentimentality that like always breaks through in this like ironic culture we're in yeah and and there's still such a glam she's so conventionally attractive she's so like cool oh yeah i guess yeah wow yeah vegas shania usher oh yeah then they go to usher yeah so much was planned around usher concerts (laughs) in the last two seasons (laughs) it's because usher is the perfect usher is sitting at a space right now in pop culture where he's such an icon and he's reveling in that in like the way that he is a historic pop culture icon where i think it's like this like implicit knowledge like usher works fucking hard to like you know ensure his posterity Mm -hmm. but he's accessible because he's in vegas doing his residency and so there's i'm telling you it all comes down to vegas and vegas's status as an american the quintessential american city because that's that's his home base right now that's his capital city and the kardashians are showing us that we can all go to vegas and see usher just like they did and it's like a real proximity to the iconic the glamorous and the way that Mm -hmm. vegas has been built to make available accessible to all of us so it's like a perfect like triangle of kardashians vegas and usher and then during that scene they also like do a little callback apparently how why did they do this callback to the like Oh, because she was like, we're going to get tattoos in Vegas. And then Chris was like, oh, are you going to get a tattoo? And she was like, no, but I do have a lip tattoo that no one knows about. 
Mm-hmm. And the punchline of that, yeah, it's like reminding us of Kim hosted SNL and it was a success. And also Kim has a you know famous line, you don't put a bumper sticker on a Bentley about how she would never get a tattoo. So they want us to say, oh my God, well, she did, but it's not a bumper sticker, but it kind of is because it's in her lip. And I am dying to know who that tattoo artist was because normally they'll like show the face or show the name or, you know again attach themselves to some web if it's like some celebrity artist but if it was at four in the morning maybe they really did like just be like who's awake at some 24-hour shop in new york city but i can't imagine they would have done that 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 was definitely a celebrity tattoo artist because they had like a weird cheesy like celebrity fashion (laughs) like outfit outfit on like weird hat with like a bedazzled (laughs) chanel like logo i wonder if it was john boy who i actually have received a tattoo from before, oh, that's like, the guy who like does Vanessa Hudgens's sometimes. He did, and he did. I think he did Hadid's or someone. But I, I went to him way before. I went to him before all that. Oh my god, that's so cool. <laughs> was there like Instagram pictures of that tattoo, or was it truly like a no one knows this guy's, and I'm revealing it right now on the show that I have this lip tattoo? It's new, the tattoo. They easily could have made that a social media moment, and they were like, no, let's we'll figure out when to use this. Totally. No, no, yeah. they're saving. They're saving things. Great observation. Yeah. So what else? That's everything. I think this was an NPC, an episode brought to you by so many NPCs. I think we can't even pick one because we could say it's Howie. We could say it's Lucas. We could say it's all the people at the wedding. We could say it was the tattoo artist. I think we, I I liked the prank on Chloe. The gay wedding was just so, I mean, there's a, if we wanted to push the analysis even further, there's such like a leftist queer reading of it of like, this is why it was a mistake to push for like establishment politics for gay people. Cause this is the essence of gay marriage in America. Now it's like going to Vegas and being delivered to your, into your marriage by a corporate shill. But I mean, whatever, it was hard to watch. (laughs) 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 That amused you. So yeah. MPC up the people. This was brought to you by the people power to the people. Out of the people. That's what the Kardashians were definitely (laughs) saying in that episode. That's what they were showing us. I mean, it's interesting that we're noted. I observed this in an episode that was so much about the NPCs that have entered their world or that can fill up their world because I did notice, like, yeah, the in and out group of it all. Like, Chloe looked comfortable interacting with Usher. You know, Mm -hmm. like, she looked like it was, yeah, Kardashians visiting Usher after the show. It gives people pleasure to be like, they're so desperate to be in those rooms and like they're so clamoring at the bigger names. But I think people underestimate like really what's happening once celebrities enter a certain like stratosphere and like mm-hmm. what a given these interactions are and what a performance they are when there's cameras on them, you know, like for sure. It's not weird to assure that there's a Kardashian backstage to say hi to you after the Vegas. And it's actively a good thing that there's cameras capturing the interaction and then they're going to call it a night until the next show with the next spectacle that will hopefully generate a little buzz on the feed you know Usher's giving Kim shit for leaving the show for a spray tan and it's almost like oh is Usher actually kind of like salty about that but then he's like see you at the Met right it's just celebrity bullshitting <laughs> it's just that's where it's just like as consumers you shouldn't buy into any of it because it really is a different echelon they're all they're all laughing they're all yes. laughing you no. know did you notice that when Chris is talking about meeting Kim for the first time and he was like, Oh yeah, you had your OG high pitched Kim voice on. Mm-hmm. Now you don't now you don't do that to me. And that just reminded me of how you always say that every single person who's met Kim has the exact same yes. experience of her. And they're kind of just like laying that out bare at this point. 
Yes, that she's got modes and like there's like versions, like robot versions of Kim that people get until they get into the inner circle. Yeah, this this episode was about in inner circle outer in groups out groups. Yes, it yeah. really was for the NPCs. They were illustrating how it feels to enter it and to like be on the outside of it. Mhm. Yes. Okay, we'll have to see where it goes next. If I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Boom. No, why would that so weird and fast? Because <laughs> my tummy hurt. Okay, okay, okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.